0: Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Wednesday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm good. Good. You look
1: good. Thank you so much.
0: I need a beverage.
1: Why do you wait until we start I don't to know. do that? Do you think people enjoy the sound of your soda opening? I don't know. Do you? Your death juice? My death juice,
0: yes. Rotting out my insides. It's true. Uh, we only have one story. Compared to yesterday, a light day from the Disney Parks blog with just one story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, well, first we should say that we are doing a very abbreviated version of the news because we want to talk about our, uh, Virgin Cruise, a little compare and contrast with Disney Cruise Line. So, um, it's going to be quick news and then on to the, uh, cruise comparison.
0: That's right. And on the Disney Parks blog, they have debuted some new Disney digital wallpapers for the holidays. They have, uh, three new holiday themed wallpapers specifically for their blog, uh, the Disney Parks blog readers. Uh, and you can go and get them from the Disney Parks blog if you so desire.
1: The Groot one's my favorite. Yeah. Um, the boat has gone off the tracks at the Pirates of the Caribbean in Disneyland. Hopefully it's back on.
0: Yeah. uh boat came off the tracks. It tilted to one side. Uh, guests were in the vehicle. No one was harmed. Uh, they're doing a root cause analysis to figure out uh, why the boat came off.
1: And everyone um, probably got fast passes. Probably. Well, I mean, that's always the bright side, right?
0: Or as they say now, Genie Plus passes. Right. Yeah.
1: Um, Disney has auto-canceled all of the Oga's Cantina reservations for January 2022 and more at Disneyland. Um, They've reopened advanced booking. That's
0: right. If you had a reservation at Oga's Cantina from January 1st through February 6th, you received an email that your reservation had been canceled. Um, and uh, Disney did uh, admit that they had glitched with their res- reservation system, and uh, those times are now open and available. So if you didn't have one, you can go get one now.
1: <laughs> but what about the people who did have one? Well, you better go get a new <laughs> we'll one. Go get one now, too. Right. Um, we have a update on the Tron light cycle run construction.
0: That's right. They've uh, worked on the entrance walkway and the arch. Uh, so even though this attraction is not going to be open for about a year, construction continues. Um, and that's, uh, that's where we are. The, the covers are going on. Good.
1: Um, the progress at Guardians of the Galaxy is, uh, it's happening, but it's happening slowly.
0: That's right. They've uh, started painting the copper color columns on the side of the building. Uh, one side of them has them all black. The other side still has some copper on it. Uh, they've also added some additional gray panels to the front of the Wonders of Xandar Pavilion. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, going along very, very, very slowly.
1: All right. Character banners have returned and new ones have been introduced for to the uh, Discovery River Amphitheater.
0: That's right. If you're a fan of the Animal Kingdom... Uh, and you uh, enjoy the Disney Kite Tales show, you'll be happy to know that some of the character banners that uh, were taken down in mid-November have returned, along with some new character banners. Uh, Some of them are pretty whimsical. Uh, I do get a kick out of the Heimlich one.
1: Yeah, it's cute. Uh,
0: So they're kind of like banners slash kites. Right. uh, And they're, they're pretty cute. They're cute.
1: All right, Uh, Disney Cruise Line is now offering half off the upfront deposit.
0: That's right. Normally on a Disney Cruise, your uh, down payment is 20% of the voyage cost. Um, But uh, between now and March 11th of 2022, if you book a sailing on select uh, ships between June 18th, 2022 and May 31st of 2023, you Mm -hmm. only pay uh, 10% deposit. Okay. so that's uh, that's 50 percent off the cruise deposit, uh, which is uh, an excellent deal. Of course, this does not, uh, you know, count for any of the wish sailings between June uh, and September of 2022, as well as certain other stateroom categories. So Uh,
1: Disney's All-Star Sports Resort is going to be opening March 31st.
0: That's right. Of 2022. That will be just over two years Uh. Uh, Since all of the Disney World resorts were open together the last time, Uh, they did all close back in March of 2020 due to COVID. Um, So that's uh, that's exciting.
1: I wonder if they did the refurbish
0: the rooms at all over there since they were closed for so long. No, no word on that yet. And if you're headed to a Disney World Resort in 2022, uh, you may be aware that there is no more Disney's Magical Express. That perk was uh, discontinued by Disney effective January 1st. Um, Mears Transportation, which was the company that used to run uh, Magical Express under the Disney name, has started a new service called Mears Connect, uh, and they will begin service on January 1st. And uh, yesterday, a new entrant into the uh, uh, transportation, transportation world uh, debuted, uh, and that is a service called the Sunshine Flyer. Uh, they are a, a bus company that is going to begin service between Walt Disney World and Orlando International Airport on February 1st of 2022. Uh, their big thing is that uh, their concept is that their buses all look like uh, old-school Forms of transportation like a steam locomotive um, and some uh, uh, old-fashioned passenger cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they do have some theming to them. Uh, I believe they are seventeen dollars each way for adults, and I want to say three dollars. I'm sorry, uh, twelve dollars for children. Uh, but I'm not a hundred percent definite on that cost. They are slightly more expensive than Mirrors Connect, which I believe is a $29 to $32 round trip.
1: Okay.
0: So uh, you got that to look forward to next year. Right. And uh, we're going to shoot right into entertainment news. Uh, Tom Holland has expressed support for other Spider-based projects. He says it's been great playing Spider-Man, but they should open up uh, to other franchises like maybe Spider-Gwen and Spider-Women. Um, he enjoys playing Peter Parker, and he looks forward to continuing to play Peter Parker on screen, but he doesn't want to prevent the next iteration of Spider character.
1: Okay. Um Disney Park's magical Christmas Day parade um, will be available to watch. How can we see that?
0: That's right. Well, it's going to air on your local ABC station beginning at 10 a.m. on Christmas Day, and it will uh, end at 12 p.m. on Christmas Day. Uh, beginning January, tw- sorry, beginning December 26th, it will be available to stream on Hulu. Uh, the show will be hosted by Derek and Julianne Huff, uh, as it has been in the past. Um, along with Trevor Jackson from Gronish and Sherry Cola from Good Trouble. Uh, they will be stationed in California. Uh, also appearing uh, Jimmy Allen, Kristen Chenoweth, Darren Chris, Meg Daniley, Brett Eldridge, Nora Jones, Pentatonics, and Gwen Stefani. You
1: know what I'll be doing for two hours on Christmas morning cooking? <laughs> no. I'll be watching the, uh, the no, parade. Yes, you will. All right. What's this next one here?
0: Well, we all know that Robert Iger is leaving the Disney company this month, Mm -hmm. um, but they have taken this opportunity to uh, sign one of their senior executives, uh, and that is their chief financial officer, Christine McCarthy. And they have signed her uh, to an additional two-year contract, which extends her reign through June 30th of 2024. Uh, She's been with the Disney company for 22 years and has served as its senior vice president and CFO since 2015. Okay. So she's uh, she's the woman who's uh, in charge of the budget.
1: All right. She's another bean counter.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Florida's Orange County has returned to high COVID nineteen tier. What does that mean for Disney World?
0: Uh, that means nothing yet, okay. uh, but it's just a few weeks after they were moved down to a substantial tier in terms of uh, infection rates. Uh, they have moved up to the high tier, according to the CDC. Um, and that's, you know, the, uh, new variant is taking hold, uh, Orange County as of this article has 1,412 cases and a 5.89 positivity rate for the disease. Um, they moved to the substantial tier earlier this month. So they continue to inch up as the rest of the country does, uh, no changes at Walt Disney World yet, uh, cast members and guests are required to wear face coverings indoors and, uh, When on transportation, regardless of vaccination status uh, over at Universal, they're a little more loose uh, and face coverings are no longer required for vaccinated guests or team members. Uh, There are no changes uh, noted from either uh, entity yet. So we'll see how that goes.
1: All right. Uh, moving over to Universal Orlando, the um, premium parking rates have gone up again.
0: That's right. They just increased from $50 to $60 for prime parking. Uh, if you recall, they went back in March from 40 to 50 So over the past nine months, they've raised the, their parking costs by $20. That's insane. It is.
1: All right. Um A boutique has reopened as a new indoor Marvel character meet-and-greet at Universal's Islands of Adventure.
0: That's right. The boutique on Marvel Superhero Island has reopened without any boutique items uh, and is now being used as a meet-and-greet section for three different groups of characters. Uh, This starts at 10 a.m. daily, and the characters are there for 25-minute sets. It ends around 4.30 p.m. daily. Uh, The current character sets that are there are Captain America and Cyclops, Doctor Doom and Green Goblin, or Storm and Rogue. Um, it is staffed with a universal photographer, uh, so they will take the pictures for you. Okay. So uh, that's uh, that's all the news.
1: All right. Awesome.
0: All right. So you want to talk about a little bit about our Virgin Voyage?
1: Yeah. Let's move this out of the way here. All right. Um, so if you could just... Uh, Sort of tell everybody what the Virgin concept is. It's a a new cruise line, so uh, it's different.
0: Virgin Voyages is a new cruise line started by Sir Richard Branson. You may know him from Virgin Records, Virgin Air, uh, Virgin Galactic, uh, anything with the Virgin brand. Um, You know, this is the same company. So this was their attempt to enter the cruise industry. They announced it, I believe, in 2018. Uh, maybe 2017, the first ship was due in 2019, but there were construction delays and then COVID. So finally in October, uh, they debuted the Scarlet Lady. And uh, this is an adults-only cruise line, so all passengers have to be 18 and older. Uh, they're eventually going to have three ships uh, their ships right now are about uh, 108 gross tons. Uh, they have about 1,200 staterooms and carry approximately 2,770 guests. Okay. So they're about the size, if you've cruised with Disney, it's about the size of the Magic and the Wonder mm-hmm. uh, as far as ships go. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're offering multiple itineraries uh, in the Caribbean, and I believe they will have one ship uh, home ported over in Europe and the Mediterranean.
1: Yes, I think so, they're actually booking those um yeah. Now,
0: yes. Yeah, so they'll have two ships in the states and one ship over in Europe.
1: Okay. So, um, so let's uh, compare a little bit. We're going to start with the um, before you cruise um, experience. Uh, we know that on Disney, you can make your shore um, excursion reservations. You can make your polo and your um, spa reservations. All depending upon what tier of Castaway. Club. Um, club member you are. right. So do you, what are those dates?
0: So uh, if you're in the castaway club or you're sailing on the concierge level, uh, the, those windows start opening at 120 days. Uh, and that works all the way down to 75 days prior to your sailing for first-time sailors. Uh, so on those dates, you can make, as Cheryl said, any of your specialty dining, excursion, or spa uh, reservations. And that's a lot different than the way they do it on Virgin.
1: Yeah, on Virgin, um, your dates open up only 30 days ahead of time. Um, it's the same for every for everyone except their concierge is called um, – they're called Rockstars. Rockstars. So if you're um, in a Rockstar suite, you get access earlier. Um, but at 30 days is when you can make your dining reservations and your shore excursion reservations um, – and spa. You cannot um, make any kind of entertainment reservations, which are actually required for a lot of entertainment. Um, you can't do that until you board. Whereas right. Disney, you just don't even have to make any kind of right. reservations for that. Although right now you do have to make kid's club. But um, all right. And then so once you've, you know, booked what you can ahead of time um, and you show up at the port, I think the big difference for embarkation is timing.
0: Yeah. So uh, the Virgin... Well, do you want to talk Disney first or Virgin? Because we well, well, well talk, everybody we'll knows talk.
1: everybody knows Disney. So you know Disney, you you do have to book a port arrival time these days. You have even before COVID, um, they start at about. Um, 10, I think 30, now they start o'clock. at 10, 30, 11 yeah. o'clock. It used to be earlier, but with COVID, they started a little later, um, and. Some people don't know the process now with COVID. Um, you cannot get there before your check-in time. You check in. You have to do your whole nasal swab thing. It takes about an hour to get your results. Once you're cleared, you can get on the ship. Right. Um, Virgin has a different philosophy as far as timing. Um, it's unique and it's great. They just do everything later. So the earliest time you could get was 2 o'clock, um, that, that was your port arrival time. It actually meant that you could um, show up at 1 o'clock to start testing. They were starting testing as early as 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, once you got tested, it took 15 minutes right to now. get your results.
0: Now, the funny thing for us is we've cruised Disney uh, back in November, and we cruised Virgin Voyages in December, both out of Miami, both out of the same terminal. Yeah. Um, two completely different experiences mm-hmm. that Virgin's – Dedicated terminals being completed. Disney does not have a year round port in Miami, so they have a, a temporary terminal like uh, some cruise lines do. Um, and the even the COVID testing experience was different. They used mm-hmm. different companies. Yep. Um, both were nasal swabs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney's COVID tester uh, took about an hour to get results back. Uh, Virgin Voyages were back in 15 minutes. Right.
1: Yes. So they were
0: very quick, it was a much quicker experience. Um, now, Virgin does have you board the shipping board the ship later, uh, and when you board the ship, your stateroom is already open. So nice versus Disney, where you get to get on the ship earlier, but your stateroom is not open until one thirty two o'clock.
1: The luggage experience was the same. You drop it off curbside; it shows up at your door. Um, on Virgin, they will actually put them inside your room for you. So anyway, that was fantastic to not have to, you know, get up super early from wherever you were staying overnight. Or, you know, some people like to fly in day of. We've always discouraged it because, you know, you're running to catch the, the ship sometimes. But with Virgin, they don't they didn't close up the gates until like after six o'clock.
0: Yeah, we we definitely we pulled away we, uh, after dark.
1: Oh, well after dark. Yeah. So um, so it gives you a little more time. And I feel like you can probably fly in day of with Virgin. So that was really nice. Although
0: I still don't recommend flying in
1: day of. <laughs> So once you're on the ship, um, the muster was similar to what Disney's doing now post-COVID. Um, you don't actually have to go to a common spot with a bunch of other people. Um, on Virgin, you're watching a video, and then you have a certain period of time to go find your um, muster station. Right.
0: Same thing with Disney. You watch a video. You go to the muster station. You take a picture. There's a crew member there who uh, who verifies that you've you've checked in. Uh, with Virgin, their video is a little more uh, offbeat. Yeah, it a was fun. It was, it was like a
1: it was a music video. Right,
0: it was a music video uh, of different genres where they talked about the evacuation process, what to do in case of an emergency. Yeah, it was very well done, but it was definitely like some cheeky body British uh, uh, humor. Yeah, it was, it was fun. it was fun. You know, Speaking about getting on board the ship, uh, if you've cruised Disney, you get your key to the world card. It's a credit card style uh, key. Virgin has what they call C-bands, which are RFID bracelets, very similar to Magic Bands if you go to the uh, Disney parks. Um, and that is your door key as well as your charging, uh, charging privileges. privileges. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was great. Um, the doors, I, I think, getting into the staterooms. Uh, and we'll probably talk about state. Let's let's talk about staterooms next. Uh, we went to our stateroom, um, which was on deck ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what cap what class we were.
1: We were Sea terrace.
0: Sea terrace, uh, which was a nice. It was a, a two person room, um, single bath, no split bath, which I think is one of the benefits of cruising Disney, mm-hmm. is you have the split bath. Um, the bed was comfortable. The room was a decent size, but a little smaller than what you get on a on a Disney ship.
1: But not much. And knowing that you really you can't have more than two people in there, um, and it is adults only, so these are not family cabins. It was it was plenty of space. I mean, right. we're used to sharing a Disney um, cruise cabin with you know four people, and we're mostly all full grown, so um, that can get pretty tight. This was very spacious, yeah, just for you, two of us. Are you saying I'm not full grown? No, I guess Lily's not totally okay. full-grown, maybe. Uh,
0: so, yeah, there's a desk, a uh, small veranda. Uh, Virgin definitely wins points on the veranda because of their hammock.
1: So great.
0: Every every stateroom, I think that like 87% of their staterooms are verandas, uh, and all of those verandas have a, a seated hammock, mm-hmm. which was amazing. It was. Good. Yeah,
1: I mean, it. you know, when you're out on um, on your terrace – there's not a lot of room. You know, you've got your little chair, your tiny little table. You can't do much other than sit out there and have your coffee. You know, it's not great for, for reading a book. You can't lounge in the sun. But these hammocks make such great use of space. You get in it and you can stretch out. You know, you can lay in there and, and read your book or, you know, I sat in the sun for a while. Uh, very nice. It makes great use of the space. It does. Yeah. Def- other cruise lines should definitely take mm-hmm. note of that. I think, I think that's going to be one of the things that gets copied. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so that was great. Um, first day that's about it other than dining, right? Yep. Okay. Um, and then they don't have, they do the same app thing like Disney does. So there's not really, they have a paper navigator that, I don't know what they call it, but that you can go get, um, from sailor services, which is their guest services. Um, so they do have that every day. Um, you know, and you can find out what you need. You can find the hours for the restaurants and any kind of entertainment that's going on on there. But most everything is done through the app, yeah. similar to Disney. Yep. Um, the entertainment, however, is different um, and set up differently.
0: Well, let's just let's just start with that. Uh, with Disney, you know, you go; they have their main shows each night. Main seating goes to the second show. Second seating for dining goes to the first show. There's a seat for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody sees the show.
1: And they're in a theater, Broadway style show. Right. Um,
0: Disney also has a movie theater with first run Disney movies. Um, Pre COVID, we're used to having, uh, you know, a comedian or a magician on or the off nights else. that they're on not running. Uh, the Broadway show. Right now, we don't have that. Um, and There's no reservation system for any of this stuff. You show up and go in as you want. With Virgin, as Cheryl mentioned, uh, once you get on board ship and you open up the Virgin app and you get on their network, uh, you have the opportunity to begin making your reservations for some of these shows. Uh and the shows, of course, we wanted were unavailable
1: by the time we thought of it, you know, we had gone, we had eaten lunch, we had gotten to our room, settled in a little bit. We had probably been on the ship for two or three hours. It was maybe four or five o'clock. I was like, "Oh, right. We should book shows, and a lot of the the main one that everyone says to go see was booked, and we never did um we never did get to see that. I no. think you can uh, do like a standby thing and wait. And we were walking by and they were letting people, but it was actually standing room only to watch uh, the show that we weren't able to see. Um, We had something else going on, I think dinner, so we didn't end up doing it. But um, yeah, very um, hit or miss with the shows, not necessarily how good they are, but whether you were able to catch them. You made your dining reservations before you went, but you didn't know – which shows you'd be going to or whether you'd be able to get into them. So when I went to try to go make the reservations for the shows, the ones that I had counted on being able to get were sometimes sold out so it didn't mesh with the, um, with the dining reservations that I had. So that was a little bit tricky. And then when you actually did get into these events, they don't have um, like a, a – real theater. They got this sort of convertible space um, that they used for bingo, that they used for a sort of acrobatics type show. Um, and then it's also where we ended up going to see a comedian that we didn't even know was a comedian. We didn't know what it was. We just saw the name of the show and it was like, all right, it's a show. I guess we'll go see it. Um, it was probably the best thing that there that we saw, mm-hmm. but you didn't even know what it was before you went. So right. um, they yeah. need they need a little help sort of um, conveying to people what their entertainment actually is. Yeah, it was
0: pretty much an all-purpose room.
1: It was. It was yeah. very weird.
0: And there is no theater on board, so you can't see any movies. Now, they do have the Virgin uh, video system inside your room, which is just a bunch of uh, on-demand movies. But there's nowhere to gather with anyone. No. Like if, if you were like, hey, I want to watch Jaws, which was available. Well, the only option is to go into someone's stateroom. Right. Um, there's, no, there's no bars with televisions. There's no sports bars. I wanted to watch the Army-Navy game. Uh, luckily, I paid for the in-room internet. Uh, and I was able to get uh, streaming uh, through CBS Sportsline. I was able to watch the, the football game. Uh, on Sundays, they were streaming through one of their live television channels, uh, NFL football, Uh, but there was not a wide selection. And And again,
1: not in a public space. Right. So yeah, you couldn't meet up with other fans, which I think is a nice thing when you're on a cruise. Mm -hmm. So uh, a lot of the feedback to Virgin from um, some of the sites that I've seen has definitely been, they missed the boat (laughs) um, on really needing to have a sports bar. Yeah, so Missed the Boat a little bit on entertainment, and I think that they're probably going to improve that as time goes on. But um, a big win for Disney is definitely their entertainment situation. You, there was always things going on on the ship on Disney. It's well um, publicized what's going to be there. They hold true to their times. Um, Virgin, I think the idea there is to not have things very rigid, for it to be very go with the flow Um, but a lot of times it leaves you feeling like you just missed everything. You know, like there was something going on, you'll walk by, and you'll be like, oh, trivia, but it's just ending. And then that can just sort of be upsetting that you didn't get to do some of the things you would have liked to have done. Right.
0: You know what other entertainment uh, Disney has the the foot up on? What? The pools.
1: Uh, There's been a lot. People have said that the pools on Virgin are not big enough. I didn't feel that. I mean, we were on a limited capacity ship, so maybe, you know, a limited capacity sailing. So maybe that's why it didn't seem to matter. But I spent quite a bit of time at the pool and they seemed fine.
0: Well, the pool side it was, but if you actually wanted to get into the pool, one of the pools was like 20 feet long, but... 15 feet of that was about six inches deep and you could just sit on the edge and put your feet in
1: With your drink, it's fabulous. It,
0: it, it's fabulous if you want to take like an Instagram photo or if you just want to chill and put your feet in the water. but what if did you actually want to get in the pool, you know I'm gonna snorkel.
1: Yeah I mean like really, what are you gonna do? All people do is sit on the edge with their feet in anyway.
0: So I, I just I my personal opinion mm-hmm. is that Disney has better pools.
1: Yeah well, um, that brings us to another point as far as you know De- Tony says that they have better pools. Um, I think Virgin did. But I think the real difference is that Virgin doesn't have to dedicate any of its space to kids. So every pool is an adult's pool. You know, I mean, if you're com- going to p- compare what Disney has for adults to what Virgin has for adults, Virgin's going to win as far as even pools because Disney only has the one pool. Um, you know, yes, they have, they have more pools. Um, but just in general, in, in the whole space of the Virgin ship, Every space is adult space, right. so you don't think about how much space Disney is using for, for children, um, but it turns out it's quite a lot, and it feels very different on the ship to have all that space just for adults.
0: It is, and, and I think that's one of the, the main uh, selling points for Virgin is that they did have so much of their interior space dedicated to gathering spaces. Uh, when you look at the Disney cruise, you've got almost one entire deck dedicated to children's programming, mm-hmm. uh, whether that's through an OceanEering lab, the OceanEering Club, the Vibe, the Edge—you know, all of that stuff. Uh, you don't have that on the Virgin cruise, and there are public spaces aplenty. Yeah, uh, everywhere. Got the roundabout. So
1: many bars. They've got <laughs> gathering
0: areas. Each one of the gathering areas has a bar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with Disney, you've got the bars. You've got the Promenade Lounge. And then, what do you have for gathering spaces? You've got some seats around the atrium with a coffee bar, um,
1: and there's not a lot of bar. There's not a lot of outdoor space just for adults um, on Disney. You know, you've got the little pool area and like the Cove Cafe, and that's it. Whereas, you know, every space was just for adults. Um, You know, your walking track, your um, they had this huge bar area um, on the aft of the ship. Um, with, with big lounge beds. Yeah, lounge and beds and, and trees and this big, beautiful bar. I mean, it was gorgeous. And there's just – there's no room for something like that on a Disney ship. right? Um, so, so, yeah. I mean, that's just part of being an adults-only um, cruise line. But so just so you know, that is one of the benefits other than just not having children there. Right. It's the fact that the space is all set up just for adults. So that's fantastic. Um, moving into dining – Uh, Dining is where Virgin shines, in my opinion. It just outpaced Disney 10 times over. Um, They have six restaurants. Um, These are your sit down. Um, They would probably on most cruise lines be considered specialty restaurants. Virgin does not have um, main dining rooms. So you don't have any kind of scheduled times to go to a main dining room. They only have these specialty restaurants. You do not pay to go to these specialty restaurants. Everything is included with Virgin. Um, There is some upcharge
0: on some of the menus for a few items. They did
1: have – but I mean, so they have a steakhouse. um, And at that steakhouse, you you and I both had fillets, um, pretty much any kind of cut of meat you could want. Was included in right. the price. They had one cut of meat. I don't even know what it was. There was like a forty or sixty dollar oh, upcharge. Was the, the
0: tomahawk? Maybe I think it, so. The tomahawk.
1: Yeah, I don't even know what that is. It's a steak. Um, And then they had like a seafood tower that was an upcharge. So it was like um, lobster claws and crab legs and mussels, and um, it was like a tower of um, seafood of seafood and. You know, that was an upcharge uh, like I said, $40 or $60. Those are the only things that were upcharged on the steakhouse menu. I didn't look at some of the other menus to see if there was even anything. But um, the offerings were beyond what you would expect anywhere. I mean, they were were restaurants. They were full-on restaurants. You would not know you were on a ship, um, except you don't pay at the end.
0: Right. You know, Disney does the... I want to say institutional, you know, restaurant factory-style food.
1: And it's good for what it is, but it's still mass-produced food.
0: Right. Um, I I just feel a little more care was taken with the food on uh, The Scarlet Lady. Uh, The presentation was phenomenal. Um, You know, you watch uh, Disney when your waiter goes to bring the food back. He's bringing back the food for three and four tables. Yeah. uh, All stacked together, all ready to go, all plated, but he's bringing it back for three and four tables at a time. I
1: mean, Tony, went, Tony likes his steak very well done. So we're at the, uh, we're at, they call it, um, it's the Wake, which is their steakhouse. And he ordered a filet mignon. And like he does when we go to a restaurant, he says, can you please butterfly it? If you say that on a Disney cruise line, they'll give it to you well, but they're not going to butterfly it because no one's specifically cooking this piece of meat for you. Right. They just choose from all the meat that is cooked, and they choose a piece that looks well done. Right. Whereas on Virgin, they did it was – they're cooking to order. They brought him out a butterfly steak. It was exactly like being at a very nice restaurant.
0: Yeah, it was phenomenal. So why, why don't you give uh, everyone a, a rundown on what type of restaurants uh, we had out of those six?
1: Okay. So, yep, yeah, there's six. Um, Gun Bay is their Korean barbecue restaurant. Um, typically it's six people to a table. You're communal s- dining. Yep, it is. You're sitting around, um, a grill and you have a very interactive waiter. I don't know, again, if it was because we were on a cruise that was limited due to COVID with its numbers, but our waiter only had one other table. He was super attentive. He played a drinking game with us. I mean, just very involved. He ended up cooking most of the food, um... For us, even though you're supposed to kind of be doing it yourself, he ended up standing there and like flipping a lot of the stuff and making sure that it was, you know, done properly. And that
0: was because we share. It was like uh, we shared a common menu, so we were all uh, sharing. But you have the option to, if you don't want to share your food, you can get your individual food. Um, And I think then you would be doing it more yourself. But Mm -hmm. he was there just to guide us. He put everything on the, uh, the grill. The grill. And we were responsible for, you know, turning it and flipping it.
1: And, we were too and busy making off. friends. We, yeah. weren't, we weren't paying much attention to what we were supposed to be doing. That was a great experience. Um, the other one is Pink Agave. That is a very upscale Mexican restaurant. Um, I think depending upon what your palate is like, people love it. It wasn't my favorite. It was a little, I don't really like fussy Mexican, but um but you know, I mean it was really good. It was it was high-end Mexican food, but I almost prefer Tex-Mex. Like food. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um and then Razzle Dazzle, that's their most casual of their um of their dining rooms. That's uh, heavily vegetarian and vegan. Um but they also have some other things, a lot of like comfort food type things. They had a chicken sandwich um at lunchtime. They have fried chicken at dinner. Um, waffles. they have waffles for at breakfast and lunch. They do a really nice brunch there. Um, then there's test kitchen. We actually did not do that one. Uh, the menu is odd. You don't really know how your food is cooked or like what your sides are. You just choose, you know, I'll have the chicken, I'll have the beef. And it sort of comes out as whatever it is they're making that day or, or. You know. Yeah, that's not for me. No, it's very and it's very test tube like. They right. do a lot of small, the um,
0: very small portions. Yeah,
1: I don't even know some of the processes, but any of those, you know, cool uh, like processes gast-
0: like a gastropub type of thing. Mm,
1: no, they they have some some cooking processes that are um, sort of new and high tech. Like the sous vide, where you um, seal your food in like plastic and it like boils super hot or something. I don't even know. But anyway, any of those kinds of techniques, they'll drop uh, little balls of sauces into something to make them into blobs. There's all these different kinds of techniques that you can use with food. And that's a lot of what it is. It's a lot of playing with food um, to make something interesting. So we did not go there, but I did hear good things. Um, The Wake we talked about, that's the steakhouse. And then Extra Virgin was their uh, Italian restaurant, also amazing.
0: Mm. Yeah, really in small that. portions, but good food.
1: Yeah, small portions, but just like any other cruise line, you can order as much food as you want. So you want a couple of appetizers. you know, you order three, four appetizers for the two of you and then you each get a dinner. That's totally fine. You know you want an appetizer plus a salad plus a main dinner. that's totally fine. Um, one day when we went to the wake, I ordered two dinners. I didn't want I didn't order an appetizer, but I had two dinners. One he brought out first. Um, almost as an appetizer. So yeah, very flexible there. Um, Even if it's not a ton of food, you totally make it work.
0: Right. And then on the other side uh, of things, you have their, what I would call their quick service locations. Uh, That is more of a, want to say cafeteria style, but you know, grab and go.
1: It's their version of a buffet. Yeah. So they have this buffet, plus they have um, outside of the buffet, they have a little pizza place, and what was the other one? Oh, the Poke a, Bowls.
0: The Poke Bowls, which but, I never saw opened.
1: So there were those two things outside of their galley, they call it, which is similar to like a cabana's, uh, but they do it differently there.
0: Right. And uh, they're un- unlike cabanas, where all the food is just presented buffet style, the galley actually has separate entities inside of it. Uh, the first one they have is a coffee house um, that offers coffee stuff during the day and evening. Uh, and then they have Hot Off the Press, which is a panini bar. They have Noodle Around, which does uh, noodles and soup bowls, Let's Taco about it, which does tacos. Very disappointing that they only offered fish and pork. Um
1: Yeah, so that's a thing, you know, with virgins, like you you hear tacos, you're gonna assume like ground beef. That's not it's everything's just like sort of elevated. It, you know, it's not your basic type right. of type of stuff.
0: Uh, Popstar, which offered their uh, homemade uh, popsicles yes. and uh, fruit pops. Uh, Diner and Dash, which did uh, burgers. Bento Baby, which did Japanese bento boxes. Um, uh, actually, I'm sorry. Uh, Diner, Diner and, and Dash.
1: Dash did not do burgers. They did all day breakfast. Right. Actually, they did 24-hour breakfast. It was the only thing on the ship that was open 24 right. hours.
0: Burger Bar did burgers. Uh, well-bred did bread and uh, the sweet side did desserts. The daily mix did salads in the evening and uh, lunch, and yogurt and granola and oatmeal in the morning. Right. So they had a good deal of food. Um,
1: the interesting thing there, though, is that you walk in, you don't, so this is part of the, our first day experience. Uh, we asked, you know, what our options were for our embarkation lunch, basically, and they pointed us in the direction of, of the galley. Um, I had read a little bit about it, so I understood that there were different stations, and i had heard that you didn't go up and get the food yourself, that it was almost like waiter style. I had seen the menu, so we went in, but we couldn't figure out, it was busy, we couldn't figure out what we were supposed to do. It turns out, when you go in, you choose a seat, eventually... Someone from their wait staff will come over, give you a menu, and it's a menu for all of those things that Tony just, um, just described. So it's, you know, it's a two-sided menu. It has just little blocks on it, and each place doesn't offer a ton of stuff. They each offer maybe
0: one or two things. Yeah,
1: I'd say three or four, but anyway, it's not a lot. Um, and you choose. You can mix and match. You don't have to get stuff from the same place, uh, and you order it from your waiter, and then they will bring it over to you. Uh, wasn't a huge fan of that. Didn't like not being able to see what the food was. To just be able to read about it on a menu was, you know, it was kind of annoying. And you couldn't, you didn't feel like you could get a little bit of this and a little bit of that. You know, to order one taco, a burger, um... A a bento box, a dessert. You know, to order a little bit of each of these things, just it's overwhelming when you're trying to order from a waiter. Whereas when you walk down a line of a buffet… You
0: take a scoop of this, a scoop of that. Exactly.
1: So I sort of – I missed that buffet experience. And then on top of that, there were certain things that they didn't get for you. So like the desserts in the bread area, you went up and you know, pointed at what you wanted and they gave it to you. That wasn't something that you would order from the waiter. And how are you supposed to know which things are which? So that needs a little work on Virgin. Right.
0: Yeah. And the other thing there was their timing. You never knew when things were open. Cheryl mentioned that Diner and Dash was open 24 hours a day. Um, But I wanted, uh, you know, a a burger at one point and we walked all the way upstairs and they were closed. It was 3.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. You know who closes their quick service at three thirty, and then they reopened at like four thirty, and it, it was it was inconvenient. Now, luckily, mm-hmm. the pizza place was open, so we went downstairs. We got some pizza. Um, they also have an ice cream bar.
1: Yeah, um, they have like it's more like gelato. Um, no upcharge or anything for that, and uh, it was very good. Yeah.
0: Um, so I, I, on quick service, I, I still kind of think that Disney has the has the edge. Their yeah. stuff it opens. You know, it opens at ten or eleven. It stays open. All day. Right. Uh, You know where to go. Yep. Uh, All the food's in one spot. You know, we were going back and forth from the pizza on deck seven or deck six uh, up to deck 15 to the galley, only to find out they were closed, only to walk back down to deck seven. Mm -hmm. So it it was nice, but it was spread out and you didn't know when stuff was open.
1: Yeah. Yep, exactly.
0: Now, the the other part uh, of sustenance on the ship is the bars. Mm-hmm. Um Cheryl mentioned earlier they they did have a ton of bars. uh the bar service was good. um My main complaint is that all of the bars seem to have walkways going through them like one bar we went to, the bar was on one side of the walkway, the seating area was on the other. People were walking through. That's great because it makes you a part of the experience and you see where the bar is, but it's not good it, it's just it's very busy.
1: It is. I mm-hmm. liked that. Uh, I personally like that, especially traveling as just a couple, not with other, you know, not with other people in a group. Um, you know, you sit down and at least you can people watch. People are going by. I feel like actually Disney has a hard time. I mentioned to Tony um, the champagne bar. I think it's called Pink on, mm-hmm. um, on Disney Cruise Line, I think, like on the Dream. Um, they have this nice champagne bar. They have all these uh, bars that are down in the adults-only area. There's nobody in them. Because they're just tucked away. Like you have to specifically go there. Whereas on Virgin, you're walking through, you're like, oh, this is a pretty space. And they have these sort of traveling entertainers. So there might be somebody who's, you know, playing guitar in a corner that you didn't realize was going to be there. You like it. You plop yourself down. You order a drink. Um, So you have more of a chance to run into things, a little bit more built-in entertainment, a little bit more built-in people watching. Mm -hmm. So I liked that.
0: Okay. And then uh, you want to mention anything about room service?
1: Uh, Room service, they – uh, they have a small charge for room service um, unlike Disney Disney um, does not charge at all for room service. They charge a five dollar fee for room service unless you order something that has a fee associated with it so in the morning if you were to order um, an espresso drink which would cost you four or five dollars you're not gonna pay another four dollars for your delivery of of your um Room service. Right.
0: And room service uh, on Disney is available 24 by 7. Uh, on Virgin, you can order, you can pre-order breakfast the night before, um, and they will deliver it at whatever time you specify. But their room service is only available for uh, call-in from 11 a.m. to 5 a.m. So between 5 and 11, they're delivering pre-ordered breakfasts. Are you sure? I'm sure.
1: Oh. I, we didn't do breakfast, so I don't know about that. Um, you had
0: to have your breakfast order out by 2 a.m.
1: I'm not sure about that. But, okay, he must have looked at it more than I did. But I did. take that with a grain of salt, let's just say. Um, all right. So they also um, – Virgin has their own beach area just like Disney does. Um, right. Disney has their own private island. Bimini, which is not uh, Virgin's private island, is where Virgin goes. Um, it's a beautiful little island in the Bahamas – um, but we docked there. You take sort of like a Disney parking lot tram um, through some of the residential areas um, around to this this beach club, which apparently is not exclusively a virgin beach club. It's used by virgin when the virgin ship is in. But, you know, since there's only one virgin ship, they only dock there, you know, maybe once or twice a week. So during other times, it's a beach club where you can pay for a day pass or, or what have you. Um, they have two big, beautiful pools. They have a lot of it's, it feels very much like an all inclusive where they have sort of the loungers inside the pools and the swim up bars and, and that kind of thing. Um, plenty of seating, nice changing area, good bathrooms. Um, they do the same kind of thing with uh, lunchtime like uh, they do on Castaway Key. Uh, sort of a barbecue style um, food. You know, you go up, you get your tray, you find a place to sit. Um the food is different though. Again, not your standard fare. There's no hot dogs, there's no hamburgers, there's no grilled chicken. They had a curry, they had a hickamel hickama watermelon salad. Um they had a fruit salad with like a yogurt dressing on it. Um so you know, it's a little bit fussier food. And if you're if you're a picky eater, it's a problem. Um they did have a pulled pork, which was very good that came with like pitas. Tony wouldn't even try it, but he would have liked it because um, he likes pulled pork. Uh, but yeah, if you're a fussy eater, it's hard to find food on the island.
0: Yes, it is. Um, as Cheryl mentioned, the uh, pools were gorgeous. Uh, there were also plenty of loungers uh, and chairs set out on the beach. The beach was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, crystal blue waters, um, sand. They actually had a like a uh, industrial grass mat, uh, beach mat that that walked all the way down to the water mm-hmm. so you didn't have to, you know, walk through the sand. Um gigantic uh, uh fire globes that they do a bon they do bonfires in the evening um the ship doesn't leave until 7:30 right uh in the evening so they do uh, an entire day's worth of, of programming there um the biggest downfall of it though is uh the dj mm
1: mm-hmm. mhm
0: Uh, you can hear, you know, it's booming bass, it's dance music. So loud. Uh, 10 o'clock in the morning it starts and, uh, it's going at 3.30 when you decide you've had
1: enough and you head back (laughs) to the ship. when you just can't take it anymore. Even when you go down to the beach, you can't even hear the waves. All you hear is bass. It's depressing. So we did walk further down the beach. Um, the difference between uh, the Virgin Beach Club and the Castaway Key is that because it's only a portion of, because it's only... Um, you know, a beach club on a section of the beach, you can walk all the way down the beach. It keeps going and going and going um, past private homes and, um, you know, other, I don't know what else was over there. But um, so we did, we walked down pretty far and it was, it was just beautiful. And there you could hear the waves and stuff, but you don't have any loungers. Right. So um, they need work on that. I think that was a lot of feedback to Virgin was, um, you know, that's fine to have this loud uh, bass music, but you know, center it around the pool, turn your speakers around so that they're focused in one area Mm -hmm. instead of, um, you know, going out to the beach. Cause that's, that's a bummer. Um, and then, so the last thing we're going to talk about is, uh, debarkation. So we sort of talked about, um, their situation as far as timing. When we talked about embarkation, um, you get on the ship late, which means you get off the ship late. Um, There is no set breakfast. So like on Disney, if you've had the um, early dining, your dining window to before you get off the ship is like 7am. If you've had the later dining, you get to like 830. And you need to be off that ship by 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, Virgin does not do that. You our time to get off was I think ten forty five. I think you have to be off by eleven. Um, and they're not pushing you off. Yeah. No. And the the dining rooms, the ones that are normally open for breakfast, are open. The galley was open. Razzle dazzle was open, and the wake was open. All the same things that are open on other days um, for brunch or whatever. They have their full menus just like they do every other day. They do not serve you egos like they do on Disney. You go to Disney, you order the Belgian waffle, and they literally serve you Eggos. Um, it was not like that at all. It was the full restaurant menu. We ordered waffles at Razzle Dazzle. They were the same waffles that we had gotten earlier in the week. They were delicious. We got the smoked bacon that was out of this world. Same thing. You know, no change in the quality, no change in the quantity. Right, Um, And
0: and the nice thing was you had access to your staterooms right up until you disembarked. So you didn't have to drag a suitcase along with you. Um, They do like Disney. Uh, The night before, you could have had your luggage taken for you and it would meet you down in the terminal. However, that was not widely publicized. Yeah, they
1: didn't really tell Um, you.
0: And if you do opt to do that, apparently you need to leave on the luggage uh, tags that they put on. When you drop them off uh, at the beginning of the cruise, yeah, you that was take not clear. So there was there was no uh, instruction given as to what the process was, um, and that was one thing that I thought was lacking. Kind mm-hmm. of overall is
1: communication. You know, communication.
0: Mm-hmm. We heard from the captain once at the beginning of the cruise. We heard from the captain about ten o'clock, just before it was time for people to start getting off, uh, and there was no cruise director. No. There no. was no nothing going on. No. Um you know, you might have caught something from a cast member or, I'm sorry, a crew member if you ask them. Um, but by and large... If you
1: weren't looking at your app, you had no idea yeah. there was bingo. <laughs> right. You right. just didn't know.
0: So th- I think they need to work on that. Um, but other than that, the the getting off the ship was very easy. You brought your luggage uh, right down the hall into customs and out. You know, yeah. it was a 10-minute process. It's super easy. Um so I, I think the, the the debarkation day went very smoothly. Mm-hmm. Um, it got to be a little later start in the day, and uh, I appreciated that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, f- my final thoughts, uh, Virgin does some things so much better than Disney, and they do some things quite a bit worse than Disney. <laughs> right. And I think, though, that Virgin has, because they're brand new, Um, the opportunity to improve and adjust. and they will. Yeah.
0: I mean, Disney's been around now for 23 years. Virgin's been around uh, for two months.
1: Yeah. If you're looking to do an adults-only cruise, highly, highly recommend. Definitely, to me, 100% recommend over Disney for adults. You know, people say all the time, you can do, oh, you can do Disney just as adults, and you can. And it's a great experience, but it's... It doesn't compare to what you're going to get on Virgin as adults. In
0: another year and a half, when Lily's 18, it would be a good family cruise for yep. us. Um, you know, if you're uh, a, a person in your 20s to mid 30s, uh, sailing as a couple or as friends, or you know, you're in your 20s or 30s and your parents are in their 50s, it's a great cruise. You can do a multi generational thing like you can on Disney. Um, would I go again? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I would enjoy cruising with Virgin again, especially to see what type of improvements they make uh, over time. Um, it, it's just, you know, it's not geared towards children. And, and that's that's the main piece.
1: And it's not geared towards children at heart. Right. You know, so there's no programming really that, that's like that. They do have an arcade, um, you know, and games and things. But, you know, overall, it's it's just, you know, it's geared towards adults. Right. So All right. that
0: is our review. We hope you enjoyed it. And uh, until Friday, which we will be doing a show on Christmas that will be released on Christmas Eve. Uh, until Friday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. <laughs>